Welcome to Alphabet Flight Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with the guest. We talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is the Sonorous Rob. Hello. So, are you ready to get technological? Possibly. Uh... And like possibly form around your friend Cipher to make a like a weird mech suit sometimes. Oh, you mean you mean you mean my self friend? Y- yes, your self friend. Yes. Uh, okay. Well, then you must be Warlock because that's who we're talking about today. All right. So I I know this guy's deal. So he was created uh um by the uh, the scientists of uh. Of the Enclave, uh, came out of a cocoon as a, as kind of a blonde guy, and then got mixed up with the uh, the Infinity Gems and Thanos and uh, the Infinity Watch. That's correct, right? Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, blonde um, guy, seventies perm, big red cape. Gotcha. Yeah, later on welded the Infinity Gauntlet. Um, uh, had a like a female version made that was long for a long time called her, but then was called Kismet later. Yep. No, we are not talking about that. The very oh. confusingly named around the same time Adam Warlock would have been created. If I'm thinking correctly. Uh, he's a little later, but I mean, a little there's bit later. the, yeah, it was a bad name, but it's Warlock. The, uh, the son of Magnus who we talked about forever ago. And not Magnus as in the thing that Magneto sometimes calls himself. Yeah, w- weirdly, uh, the uh, the Adam Warlock has a connection with the Magus as well, because he has an evil purple self, who is also called the Magus. Yeah, and I do like I do like that version of him. But yeah, we're not talking about Adam Warlock. We're talking about Warlock as in the person on the New Mutants. That's right. So he's not a mutant. Yeah, um, like a techno-organic being. I mean, you hang around with the X-Men or an X-Men-related team long enough, they'll basically let you join. Yeah, yeah, they don't, and they don't really vet that well either, like, they'll just let in people who are known to just turn on them, like, multiple times. Like, Magneto, Magneto has... Magneto's went for a big, like, hey, I'm going to take care of your kids, too. I'm going to attempt to murder you. But Oh, sure. I don't know. What, what's, happening with, what's happening with Magneto nowadays? Uh, I think he's involved in that um, Age of X thing that's going on. I thought that was a Nate Gray thing. Age of X-Men. Age of X-Men, right. Or X-Man. X- it's Age of X Men, but it's basically Age of X Man, honestly. Right. Well, um, no, no. I mean, the, I mean, like Nate Gray, yeah. the X uh, Man, the, the alternate Cable from the Age of Apocalypse, who goes by X Man, is involved not with Sonny it. Sonny Dayspring. No, he's I. I can't remember who exactly he's the, but it it is the Age of X Man. Yeah. It's and I've been reading that, but I have not read anything before. Well, I probably won't read anything after. 
Yeah, I I'm, might actually I might read Age of Ten or Age of X or however they're saying it. <laughs> oh right, the the, uh, the Hickman project. I'll read the Hickman thing, but I'm still boycotting X Men until they get under under five titles. Oh, you, for the most part. you may be and waiting. I'm going to wait forever, but I'm going to just continue to. Because I can't, I, I've said this before, you can't do many events every three months and expect me to read like 11 books. This is why I'm not, ju- I'm just not an X-Men guy. Well, I'm an everything else guy, so. I, I can appreciate them from afar. I mean, I am going to, I'm going, I'm going to see Dark Phoenix in a theater. Uh, I, I, you may regret that. You may have wasted money on a ticket preemptively. This is possible, but I also just really like going to the movies. Yeah, I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see the new mutants movie. Well, you may not get to see that in theaters. I may not. Yeah, but, but whatever. Be, and sadly, I don't think that's gonna have Warlock in it. No, it won't. Speaking of, we'll have to speak of that because he actually showed up around the time period that movie's supposed to be set in. Actually. The Demon mm-hmm. Bear Saga? Yes. So, but we're going to talk about that in more detail in mm-hmm. a little bit. So, Warlock, um, he can change shape, and it's not even... He, identif- it, it, he identifies as a he, but he's kind of genderless mm-hmm. outside of the traditional term thing. I mean, th- genderless outside of the traditional meaning. Um, cause he can transform into anything, including a spaceship that can go light speed. So, yeah. But yeah, he kind of can look like whatever. Um, he always looks weird and I do always appreciate the art surrounding yes, he, him. He's so, the Bill Sinkovichiest of characters. Um, he always, he tends to have like a mohawk of some kind that makes no sense. Yes. Like, he almost he almost looks like he's, like, he looks like he's a, uh, like a cubist drawing, almost, mm-hmm. that moves. Like, he's both 2D and 3D, it feels like. Yes. And, and is old, and is older. He draw, he's drawn a little bit more representational in later comics, but he, he always looks weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so his real name is Warlock, which is the appro- English approximation of his name. Um, he is a student. Uh, most people on Earth do not know his existence. Um, he, his legal status is a citizen of an unidentified planet. <laughs> uh, other aliases, none. Um, Place of birth, unidentified planet, <laughs> and marital status, and uh, ladies, gentlemen, in betweeners, he's single. <sighs> also, perhaps inapplicable, which I feel like is like just labeling, like way too too far. I mean, he could just be single. I mean, he may reproduce asexually. Yeah, but that doesn't mean he wants to doesn't want to date. Well, I guess that's that's true. I mean, he has shown almost no sexual feelings at all so far, as far as I know. I mean, his species may simply not have the capacity to do so. And also, he does kind of live in. Uh, he also does kind of have a race where the where in order to live past uh, 
childhood, you have to kill your father. Yeah. Which means only one or two of them are going to survive any time, really. Mm-hmm. But we'll get into we'll get into that a little bit later. So his known relatives is the Magus or his father. Group affiliations, New Mutants. Um, he he goes to you know Xavier School for gifted youngsters, and he first appeared in uh, the New Mutants issue number eighteen in August nineteen eighty four. Death Hunt. And this was pretty much the start of the Demon Bear saga, where you get the, um, I guess the incarnation of the team that I think a lot of people think of when they think of the New Mutants. So you have, like, Mirage, uh, Karma. Uh, uh, Cannonball, Sunspot, Magma, Wolfsbane, um, Cypher. I think Cypher's in there at that point. Yeah, and it actually starts a run of, like, pretty awesome covers as well. And that's also where Sinkovich sort of becomes the Sinkovich that people know. Yeah, um, I wanna, I do wanna point out that my favorite, I think one of my favorite covers, just in general, would have to be, like, uh, New Mutants number 20. It's, like, magma and, like, cannonball, it's just, like, painted, Yes. In, like, this very representative way. And, and, like, you get, like, this almost, like, impressionistic version of, I'm guessing, Magma? I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure that's Magma. Um, Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Magma, and it's, like, Ileana has, like, her soul sword. Mm -hmm. And, like, Cannonball's being the best boy and being (laughs) in Blastin. Because Cannonball is the best boy. Yes, and he is not, and he is uh, nearly invulnerable when he's Blastin. And uh, later he becomes like a external. Yes, except very, maybe he briefly, wasn't. But briefly. But but yeah. So just like if you haven't read the New Mutants, like I, it is right before I think X Men kind of jumped overboard and did way too many things at one time. <laughs> um, and it has they have some amazing covers, and I think the art in it's amazing, and it's just like, um. It's what I kind of wanted out of, like, the 60s mm. uh, run of the X-Men a little bit more. Uh, but, but yeah, so let's uh, talk about Warlock. Um, so, um, the alien band called Warlock comes from an unidentified world in an un- unspecified place in outer space. His race is a sentient form of techno-organic life. Which resembles circuitry and machinery in uh, various ways. Members of his race give birth to great numbers of offspring. And reside in a creche. I guess is the best way to say that. I think a creche, maybe? Creche, creche, something like that. Although the process of birth may be, be very different than for humans. Warlock has referred to his father as his siredom. Which means he sired them, which means that he has but one parent, and there's no like real sexual differences between the race. Yeah, they're, they're just kind of like starfish, and like you you cut a part off of one, and you get a new one. And and like I think 
he may have started calling himself like he once he gets to Earth, once he has like a uh, sense of gender and sexuality, because you wouldn't really have any. There would be no reason for it mm-hmm. where he's at. Um. So children of his race prove their rights to exist by battling their parents to the death. Either the child kills the parents or the parent slays the child. I don't understand how this is good in any way. I mean, it it's not great, but, uh, you know, that's just how things evolve there on the Technarcy homeworld. I, I'm gonna say that it makes very little sense to make a bunch of little yous just so one of the little yous kills you while the rest mostly die, I guess? I mean, that's how, uh, you know, you're, you're, uh, like your salmon do it, right? You know, they, they, they lay a ton of eggs and then, like, die immediately. I'm pretty sure that's not how it works. But, whatever. It's just like, like, when does the killing stop of the children? Like, does everyone after the one that kills the parent live? And that's why we have more? Presumably after you kill the parent, you also kill, like, the other remaining uh, offspring of that, uh, you know, generation or what have you. I guess that one after could kill you. Yeah, or, you know, then they kill you and then they are the new, uh, the new boss. Well, we're not going to get into that because we're like intentionally broke that cycle. So, yes. um, so he's so, the best. Yeah, Warlock was a son of Magus, the ruler of his native world, and apparently the most powerful being. Uh, fearful mm. of being slain in combat by the Magus, uh, he fled his native planet, but was pursued in outer space uh, by the Magus himself. And he found himself approaching Earth, which lies. At a conveniently major hyperspace nexus. And uh, attracted by unusual energy sources, uh, he crashed through Asteroid M, the base of Magneto, destroying it. And then he landed on Earth near near Professor X's uh, mansion, which held Chiar technology, which was a strange energy that he picked up um i'm pretty sure it probably would have been the costume maker they have or the i think the danger room was also shiar technology was it i know the danger room becomes a person i know it was like an enslaved person basically right which i guess an unwittingly enslaved person i'm gonna i'm gonna just assume that professor xavier was a or is a horrible person because he was and he intentionally enslaved it and I know I may be putting way more malice on Xavier, but you could see that happening, right? E- I mean, that's a little much, even for Charles Xavier. He made one of his what if his teenage paramilitary units forget about an entire brother after setting him on a suicide mission. I mean, he's got a spare. Brother, he, he he has a milit- a paramilitary group of teenagers. <laughs> he had one, and then made another one. 
Yeah. I don't think that's outside of the realm of how crappy Professor Xavier is. Intentionally enslaving uh, alien techno-organic person? Or at least at least like a like a robot at least. I'm not sure what organic. Uh, at least a robot exactly. of some sort. Yes. But I'm just saying, like, he's pr- a pretty bad person, and I don't think it would take that much. Yeah, probably not. So, I don't know. Maybe I'm putting more malice on, on it. Mm. But, yeah. I don't know. I don't think he's that far off. He did make a he did make one of his a person forget an entire brother after sitting him on a suicide mission. So that's pretty bad. Um so but I would I want to pose a what if story. What if Warlock didn't crash through asteroid M but was just landed in asteroid M? And Magneto found him. Well, I mean, I don't... I mean, again, Magneto, also a bad person, and also not big on people who are not of the mutant persuasion. So, counterpoint to that, he's not a great person, but a better person than Xavier. Well, I don't know about that. I'm pretty sure he's better than Xavier. Not by much, but he's better. He's killed a lot of people. Xavier has through proxy. Many of them were not Nazis. <sighs> yeah. But he also keeps a juggernaut around. And he's not a mutant. I, I, don't, I don't think Magneto often works with the juggernaut. He kind of does for a while, and then he doesn't. I mean, he, he, he generally sees the non-mutants as like, if he must use them at all, as they're, you know, they're a tool to be used and discarded. Well, like... I think Magneto having someone like a warlock would be very useful towards it for him. Mm. Like he's willing he's willing to use aberrants of of other races, which you could almost say that Warlock is kind of a mutant. Uh, he is outside of the intended genetic plan for his well, race. Well, I suppose that's true. And, like, you could, he could probably, because, like, just imagine if, like, Magneto had a thing that can transform into anything and was nigh invulnerable and could, like, pre-program and, like, basically regenerate. And I guess the question is, is, um, is Warlock made out of a magnetic metal? <clears throat> can Magneto affect cables? Um, techno-organic stuff. Because it would be the same thing, right? The techno-organic virus comes from... Yes. People uh, can catch it from from him, right? Yeah. So... I am not sure if uh, he's ever tried to, like, yank cyclo- or uh, cables metal bits off. That's another what-if story. What if Cyclops got the techno-organic virus and was sent to the future instead of Nathan Christopher Summers? Well, it wouldn't be a huge difference, because, uh, remember, uh, Cable was raised by a time-displaced Cyclops and and, uh, and Gene. Which, I might be thinking of a different retcon, so that's not, com- that's not coming into my mind immediately. But, I don't know. I think, I think Cyclops would be more interesting if he went the Cable route. I mean, there's certainly a lot of Cyclops in Cable. Yeah, but I like Cable, so. 
that's something. I don't like Cyclops that much. Uh, that being said, a person that I do like. Uh, so I do think, so going back to my original what if story, I think it would be interesting if like, instead of being raised by, by Xavier, basically on earth, he was like introduced to earth by Magneto because Magneto would come to, you know, be the head master. And be in charge of the New Mutants. He wasn't entirely bad at this time. But I have a feeling that he would have joined, like, the Brotherhood or something. Once Magneto got tired and left. But that's a what-if story that will never happen. Probably not. On the night that uh, Warlock arrived on Earth, the girls of the New Mutants were were holding a slumber party. At the mansion, um, Warlock... has a personality greatly resembling that of a young child. Disoriented by his new surroundings and terribly frightened, he clashed with the new mutants, who at first regarded him as a threat, but Warlock's life energy ebbed so much that the despairing uh, young alien uh, lay near death. Um, New mutants summoned their friend uh, Douglas Ramsey, a.k.a. Cypher, uh, who succeeded in initiating communications with Warlock and Wolfspan, one of the new mutants, uh, guided him to recharging his energy. Um, one of the things that you'll see is uh, Doug Ramsey, who can, whose power is to be able basically to speak to any language. Yes. Uh, became good friends with Warlock because he was pretty much the only person who can understand him for a really long time. By yes. really long time, not that long, but you know, mm. long enough. Um, and Wolf Spain is just like one of the best girls, like to exist. Who gets the short straw like so hard? She gets a short straw like in multiple ways. Oh yeah. Out of all the new mutants, like I think she gets like screwed the most. Actually. Is that a correct? Is that a, actually a correct uh, assessment? Uh, hmm. I, she's up there. She's definitely up there. I mean, most of the new mutants kind of get jerked around a lot. I mean, Cannonball like comes out of everything relatively unscathed. Yeah, Cannonball he, and Sunspot are things generally go pretty well for them. But I mean, Cannonball is the best boy, and Sunspot is also a really good boy. Hmm. Um, and magic just like gets turned into a kid again, and then she gets her power. And then she died, and then she died. Well, Doug, actually, you know what? Doug, uh, Doug Ramsey got the short straw. Yeah, (laughs) he got he got got stabbed super hard and died. But then he came back much later. Yeah, and then he had the the BS power to like he could read any language, including like body language so he's like a martial arts master or something yes no (laughs) no i refuse i mean they've got to make him less lame (sighs) he could be the lame one though just let him be the lame one with the non-combat powers and don't do the thing that they do with every human and make the martial arts masters for no reason (laughs) like he's basically just 
hey, I'm the nerd who could speak a billion languages, and hey, I can throw a punch. Not as good as that person, but, but whatever. Um, so, the New Mutants um, befriended the alien, and then uh, Professor Xavier is just like, yo, here's your new pet robot, I guess. We'll let him be on the team. And he became a member of the New Mutants. Um, he was a very valuable member of the New Mutants. Um, and a worthy ally of the X-Men. Um, his two best friends was... Were... Was... Were... Depending... It was like 80-something. Like It would have been after this when yeah. Cypher died. Uh, yes. But it was uh, Douglas Ramsey... Ramsey and um, his fellow New Mutants. Uh, that was not a needed sentence. You could have just no. said his best friend was Doug Ramsey. And that's it. Whatever. Um, oh. Oh, there was a typo. They put half... You could tell um, that they were getting tired towards the end of the alphabet. The reason why is there's been so many more typos <laughs> and weird mess-ups. <laughs> they just put half of a whole paragraph and then repeated the rest <laughs> on the from next what, page. From what I understand, they basically, like, to get this done, they basically moved into the Marvel offices and just, like, stayed there all weekend. Like right in this thing, I, like I mean, don't get me wrong; it's a momentous task. But the editor needed to go over it like a couple of times because, like, there are so many more typos and just complete errors towards the end of this. Uh, towards the end of this, I can't wait to see what the Book of the Dead has because they're breaking down real hard. Yeah, <laughs> at this point, they're just in the W's. <laughs> They're in the beginning of the W's. They haven't mm -hmm. even gotten to Wolverine yet. No. Yeah, his other best friend was uh, Daniel Moonstar or Mirage. He always seemed to be very childlike in personality, but he, but he normally overcomes his um, his strongest fears and continues to learn about planet Earth. Um, using television or better for worse, his main source of information uh, for better or worse as his main uh, source of information. Um, he also, I think, I think, uh, I think Sunspot also might have like rubbed off on him a little bit because Sunspot was just like only really just loved talking about Magnum PI, just loved Magnum PI so much. <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm surprised they haven't had him grow a Magnum PI stash like when he was older. You think he would do that? You would think. Maybe that's that, his tragic secret. He just can't grow a decent mustache. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, he's he's Brazilian, right? Yes. So, I don't know. Maybe he just can't. Maybe he's just yeah. uh, not follically uh, blessed. I had a, had a bad uh, upper lip accident once fighting the uh, the mutant liberation front. Or or worse, even worse. Maybe every time he uses his sunspot powers, it burns away the mustache. But just That's, the mustache, not his, not his hair or eyelashes, just nope, the mustache. Just the mustache. 
like anything that wasn't like a, on his body when he w- when his uh powers activated just burns off basically. Ooh, that uh, that has some uh distressing implications for perhaps some other hair. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know. He was a teenager. Um <laughs> that being said though, I also like one of the things, sorry, this is a long episode mostly cuz I have things to say about Warlock and New Mutants, but one of the things that I didn't understand in the Sunspot episode that I did is, like, the little Kirby dots that he has around him. Yes. Um, somewhat, like, I don't know who wrote the thing. They they put this very large, like, um, no prize, I guess. Maybe. I don't know if it was in the comic or not. But the reason why he has those spots around him is because, like, he's basically, like, his powers also like interacts with like the dust moots around him as well. Oh, and like, what if it just happens? What, like, why does it have to be dust moats? <laughs> like, that could just be how his power manifests. Some things don't need to be explained. A lot of things don't need to be explained, and honestly, I just sometimes I wish they wouldn't. Because I. I mean, I, that being said, you do write. Yeah, I was about to say, I do write for them, and that it's kind of my thing to explain things that perhaps don't need to be explained, but I insist on doing so anyway. Yeah, well, um, so, so, basically, like, he, you know, tries to look like a person, and eventually his father was defeated. His height... Let's just say for anything that you would look at him for, like his age, I mean, height, strength, um, color, unusual features, hair, variable. I, I think what I like, uh, there's one story of his that really stands out to me, and that it's where he gets into a shape-shifting duel with the, uh, with the impossible man. Oh, yeah. Oh, I like the impossible man. And, and like, uh, both of them would be, and both of them together is fun. Yes, and Warlock wins, because unlike the Impossible Man, he can change color. Yeah, that's one of the things that they uh, that they mentioned. He can change color. He's mm-hmm. normally, he normally has black and gold, but he can change color. Um, and... So, he's like a techno-organic life form. Mm-hmm. Um, he can kind of turn himself into a bunch of the stuff. As I mentioned before, he can get turned into a spaceship that can go light speed. Yep. Um, he can take on the appearance of a a of a, like, a Earth living being. It does not say human. It just says living being. Very closely that doesn't resemble a machine. Mm-hmm. Um, but he doesn't want to. Most of yeah. the time. Um, when he takes the form of a machine, he retains his intelligence. He uses his own life energy to empower himself in machine form. And I love, I love this description uh, in the parentheses here, because it also added for Magus. Hence, if Warlock took the power of a helicopter, his own energy would cause it to fly, not gasoline. Now... That was something that was not needed. I think most people would just understand. 
Yes. Now, that being said, there is a mutant out there that could turn into machines, but can only be powered by the same thing that the machines are being powered by. <laughs> and that must suck. A lot. Like, I could turn into an airplane, but I need jet fuel. <laughs> like, it, like that poor little mutant boy or girl turned into, like, a lawnmower or something, or, like, an accident, or, like, a bus or something, you know. And they were just like, cool, I could turn into a machine. And I can't move right now. Yeah, for every good mutant power, there's, like, a slightly worse mutant power version. Like, a, someone has a slightly worse version of it. So we can draw, like, molecules from an unknown, perhaps extra-dimensional shape in order to add to his own mass. So he can turn into a real big boy, or be like a smaller boy. Um, he can replenish his energy by drawing electrical current from an outlet. He can also, like, convert living creatures into techno-organic beings. And then drain their life forces into himself, killing them in the process. Um... Apparently, the method of transformation involves an entity called the transmode virus, which is quite different. Warlock can transform a living being into a techno-organic virus without depleting its life energy, thereby killing it. Oh, I got it. I got it. Sorry. Okay, so he can transform something into a techno-organic uh, form without mm. killing it. Right. But he can't reverse it. Mm. So it's kind of like a vampire bite. You want to save the old lady? You can. She'll never be sick again. But mm. she's going to be a part robot person. Forever. Yes. Um, his living circuitry gives off like a white glow when it's at peak of power. And a yellow go glow under circum uh, normal circumstances and blue when it is low on energy. Mm. I feel like I would reverse it. Maybe mm. like yellow... When it's low, white when it's normal, blue when it's on high. I guess whatever. the yellow helps him sort of match the rest of his teammates, though, because they all wear those yellow and black uniforms. Yeah. Yeah, but he could probably change the color that it glows as well. Mm. Um, he, wore, he, he has, like, a bunch of sensor organs, so, like, he can see in ways that humans can't. <laughs> And he can also hear, like, radio waves and stuff like that. <laughs> um, he can merge with the Earth being, thereby creating a single being that operates as a gestalt. He's done so many times with Douglas Ramsey. When they merge, they, they take the form of Ramsey's human body covered in Warlock's uh, living circuitry. Uh, Ramsey can also perceive it, his environment the way that... Uh, Warlock can. And at first, like, their minds remain separate, but uh, their consciousness uh, begins to resemble each other very rapidly whenever they're together. Um, the Ramsey Warlock Gestalt being could change its forms so that Warlock's and Ramsey's body were separate, but linked at certain points. Um, there's always a chance that he could infect Ramsey with the transmode virus, later called the techno-organic virus. 
um the longer the longer the merge ex- uh like happens the longer it, the more likely it's likely to happen um so far he's been able to separate and so far i don't think they ever like merged together forever i think i would have heard about that by this time i think i would have yes there was there was a time when i think in uh, Excalibur in the 90s, there was like a Doug Warlock composite entity called Doug Lock, but I think it later turned out it was just Warlock who had sort of convinced himself that he was uh, a Doug, that there was some Doug in there, even though Doug was dead, because he didn't want Doug to be dead. He can go to like liquid form and go back to solid form. Um, it's hypothesized that his powers grow as he grows older. Um, so one day he might be as powerful as Magus, but we don't know how long it takes for them to age. So mm-hmm. that's pretty much that's pretty much Warlock. So um, yeah. Uh, you have anything else to say? I cannot think of anything. No. Well, uh, yeah, Warlock is a very interesting character that I do like a lot. I feel like he was, he's criminally underused nowadays, and I would definitely read a comic mostly featuring him and the other New Mutants. Um, but besides that, uh, I think we're pretty much done, so uh, what do you have to plug? All right. Well, I write for the official handbook of the Marvel Universe. Um, we are kind of working on a variety of projects. Uh, one project that we have consulted on is the upcoming History of the Marvel Universe miniseries. That's uh, written by Mark Wade, uh, drawn by Javier Rodriguez, and it looks gorgeous. It's a six-issue summation of the entire history of the Marvel Universe from the Big Bang that created Galactus all the way into the future. Could I un? Could I get um? Actually, real quick. Uh huh. Wasn't Galactus technically from the previous universe? Yes. So, like, how could he be created by the Big Bang? Well, he 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 was, uh, the guy from the previous universe was Galen, but oh. in the in the inferno of the Big Bang, he became Galactus. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, I was I was like. I, I I had a disconnect there. Yes, I think it's in uh, previews now, and it'll be out in I believe um, July. Because that's something I'm definitely interested in. Um, I am Jesse. I have a podcast called Creepy Critters where I talk about cryptids. I have an Instagram and Twitter where you can look at pictures of the uh, people we are talking about. Uh, there's also a Patreon where if you go into the description and click the link, you can find, uh, you can give me a little bit of money. And if I get $25 a month, I will do the, uh, I will do the pets of, uh, the Marvel pets handbook, um, Ooh. once a week. So if you want to hear about the cat, I almost named my cat after <laughs> maybe listen to that one. I like hairball. Hairball's pretty cool. So, of course. Yeah, uh, besides that, this has been Alphabet Flight, and please listen to Prince Namor, and don't toot that horn. Bye! Good night. Good night.